Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Is it just you batch? Are you just batching it tonight? No, cat's uh, upstairs and the dog is joining the pod. He's, is- he's, he is ready to hobnob. <laughs> Goose is hobnobbing. Uh, no Kyle tonight. I do have to get this out there before we start the podcast officially. He always makes fun of us saying that like the time sneaks up on us, whether he's talking uh-huh. to you or me, right. can't be there. And all of a sudden we get a text last minute and he says, by the way, you guys have got it. And I was like, Oh, snuck up on you. And he goes, no, I knew it was at seven 30. And immediately he finally figured out what I was talking about. He was like, Oh, you mean the spring break? Yeah. The trip. Yeah. He texted us like an hour ago. Yeah. Would have been nice to know. That's all right. But it's fine. We, uh, we've got a one show underneath our belts as much of a dumpster fire as it was. (laughs) So we're ready to, ready to lock and load. Kyle's on spring break with the fam. He'll be back for Would You Rather Wednesday. He probably he's probably coming back from spring break early for Would You Rather Wednesday. He, you know, he is. He's coming stuff. back. Er, he's coming back early from Pine Mountain. That's where I got engaged. <laughs> got engaged up there in Chattaboogie. We used to call it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Surely he went to the beach. Did he tell you where he was going? No, Chattanooga. Oh, that's where they. So they they seriously headed north. Yes. No, I was talking Which, about Pine hey, Mountain, like Pine Mountain, Georgia, like right across the way. So oh, like an hour away. <laughs> yeah. He would be that guy that goes to like the Great River Lodge or whatever. Going to go to the like going to go to 40 the wild, minutes away for wild vacation. animal safari. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they went to Chattanooga. You know, they got the aquarium. They got some stuff going on up there in Chattanooga. Rock City, where I got engaged. You can see seven states from where I got engaged. In one ring. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. You ready to get this thing started? I'm going to let you do it. You can do your good morning, your good evening, and all that kind of stuff. You want to do it? Okay. Okay. All right. You're listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod with Kyle Rush, Ben Taylor, and Nate Pass. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whenever... And wherever you are listening, welcome to episode 147. Is that right? Of the Dad Bod Golf Pod, proudly a member of the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Nate Pass. Joining me tonight, a singular figure in the golf world, known world around for being a particular a-hole on Twitter sometimes. Benjamin Taylor joining us for a little weekend wrap-up. Ben, the microphones are hot. Kyle's in Chattaboogie. What's up? By the way, yes, if anything snarky comes out of Dad Bod Golf Pod's Twitter, number one, it's probably me if it's somebody being a jerk. If it's somebody being super sarcastic, it's Kyle. And if it's any photos, it's Nate. That's just how that works. We do have our each have our little signature. We have our we have Twitter. our little role. I'm I'm the fighter, so I'm the one that's going to call you out on something. Kyle is the sarcastic, smart rear end, smart ass. He's a smart ass, and then Nate's going to be he's going to he's going to play governor the entire time. You're so most I'm, likely talking to Kyle in the DMs. 
Kyle is like 90% of the DMs. Oh yeah. I don't know. Yeah. How, actually, I don't know how much do you DM. I don't, I don't, I don't. He's already, he gets them so fast. He usually like goes ahead and responds before I even have a chance to read it. Like I'll just go to the DMS every now and then and see that we've got like four or five people that are DM us. And I'm like, Oh, that was nice of like, I wish there was a way for us to be able to read it and it stay like unread. So the rest of us could see it. Cause I don't, I don't even, I don't get the notifications. I don't, I mean, I've got between work and here, I've got like seven Twitter accounts. I've got a few social media accounts myself that I <laughs> so, keep up with for my job throughout the day. Exactly. So I have notifications turned off because I have five different radio stations, Dad Bod Golf Pod, and then my personal Twitter yeah, account. And you still have to keep up your personal appearances yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, that's where they're real. And it throws me off, you know, because your Twitter name is hashtag Dad Bod Golf Pod. <laughs> I just but do that so people to, so people will like Google it and look for it, look for it. That's why I do that. Yeah, and then I'm like, that is not a dad bod tweet. And I was, oh, that's Ben tweeting from his personal yeah. account, which is called a hashtag dad bod golf bod. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm sorry. Uh, so we had the U.S. Open preview was this weekend. <laughs> yeah, the Florida swing of the U.S. Open. I mean, Nate texts me. He goes, I didn't know we were getting U.S. Open conditions, and it's been like. The scores were already not that low, but between the length that they added today, the pin placements they added today, and the fact that they haven't watered the course and they decided to let the greens dry out and let the rough grow up, which is that uh, rye winter grass that just is – it's that's that's what they make hay out of. So that was hay that they were in. And so – 14 on the stimp, I think, is what I heard. Yeah, it took that's that's U.S. Open speeds. 14 is a U.S. Open. And it wasn't just that. I mean, the the worst part was these guys. I don't know that it's because they haven't gotten enough play under their belt this year or what. Like, there were a bunch of people that had putts within five, six feet that were just trying to ram them in the back of the jar and had six or seven feet coming back. And I was like, what are you doing? It's a 14. Like, you're lagging from three feet. Just try to die it in the hole. It's going to get there. I promise. Just don't. Uh, just keep the face square. Square to yeah. square. <laughs> keep online. So I, would, I, don't, I don't know. I've never measured greens. I mean, what do you think the fastest greens you've ever played on? I, I, will, I, just, I, don't, I will say like, that, like – uh, probably Moore's Mill was the fastest in the day because they kept them shaved and rolled. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they first put in those champion Bermuda greens on the lake course at RTJ, I was told that they were rolling anywhere from an 11 to 12. So and that felt lightning fast to you. That 12 felt, felt pretty darn fast if you were uphill. Other than that, it wasn't – I love a fast green, so it doesn't bother me so much mm-hmm. um like i don't like when they're furry but yeah the day that i was told that there were 12 i was like these are pretty dang fast like they i mean it was it was one of those things where as i just said if you you've always seen the pros how on a three foot putt they only go back about that far and they only go forward about that far right. and the ball still goes four or five feet and you're like what the world just happened there well that's how it was going that day so i couldn't imagine a 14 like i, I just that's kind of baffling because 12 was pretty fast. Even when I didn't realize this, the very first time they play a course, the PGA sets it up, and I'm probably giving something away I shouldn't have, but somebody told me out at uh, RTJ when they did the Barbasol out there, mm-hmm. they could not uh, set them over at 11. Really? Like the, but that's they, a, 
they have to be able to play, they have to be able to play a course like four or five times before they allow them to take it over an eleven. I see. Which is kind of odd. I mean, sound. it makes it makes sense, but um, I really thought because I was I played the week before the barbersaw, and I even said, "Are you guys waiting them and then going to shave them later?" And then that's when they told me they said, "No, they're only going to run like a ten or an 11. Like we're we're probably going to keep them right around a ten because uh, they can't exceed an eleven. And I was like, "Oh, I didn't know that." I was I went out there expecting it to be lightning fast, and right. it was. But it was still eleven's pretty quick. I mean. Yeah, I'd say it, you're running the mill country club in the summertime may not may not be 10, 9, 10. I mean, if no, it's, even if, it's a, just, if they're just baked. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing is when do we get slick? We get slick greens like in the wintertime when there's just no grass growing and they've completely shaved it down. Dead, and it doesn't yeah. grow back. That's when, that's when we get it. And then, and then you know what they do. That, that's their common thing. Then they go and they sand them because people were complaining so much about it. So. <laughs> hey, now, when you see those U.S. Open greens, 14 is not healthy for the green. I'm no uh, aerogamoniker, uh, agro, I'm not an astroturf guy okay. or a grass guy. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Agronomist? Like, Agronomist. Agro- thank you. you and you knew it from the beginning, but you just let me go down that road. <laughs> you just let me make a damn fool of myself. I'm not an agronomist, but it's, it's when you like, see the green – it's like Kyle in his geography when he starts guessing places around the world. It's we like, just, we just, just, we just keep going, guess. man. Just keep going. <laughs> when you see those greens of the US Open, I mean, those greens look awful. They basically look half dead. I mean, I think they take those things to an inch of their lives. They look like British to make them greens. on Yeah, to make them a 14. And then they probably have to spend the next two months like trying to save them. But, yeah, they let those puppies bake out this weekend. You know it, that they're getting fast when there's guys out there in between shots and in between holes like water in the greens like while the while the tournament's yeah. going on. <laughs> That's when you're like this is really bad. Like they they've gotten too fast if they're having to water the greens to try to get some growth out of the grass before the end of the day. Which when is, they can't stop bunker shots when mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So the course setup was that was one of the things we we're going to talk about. That's it. Course setup was brutal this weekend. Uh, it, they also lengthened it out. They tapped it out, man. I mean, it, it was, they were talking about, I mean, when you get those hard greens and they're having to hit, when pros are having to hit four and five irons into a green, that's bad because they're, and, and they can't stop it. When they can't stop can't. a five iron, that's bad. You can't, no, you can't. It's just, it's physically impossible. Most of the greens protected by a bunker in the front. So you had to fly it over the bunker and land it on the green. You couldn't just run it up. If you did want to run it up, typical Arnold Palmer design, he he's got like two slivers, like maybe three or four yards wide that you can try to run it up through there if you want. If you want to take the gamble of doing that, but if it falls off left, you're going to be in the water. If it falls off right, you're going to be in a pot bunker. So take your take your medicine. Yeah, might as well put it at the back of the behind the green if there's some some bailout areas, which yeah. there's not that many at Bay Hill. Not a lot of bailing out at bay hill but did did they get so pissed off at bryson with him driving that fairway bunker they're like we don't care if he's playing or not we are going to absolutely you know the one kid in the class where they're like hey if anybody else gets in trouble the whole class gets in trouble yeah bryson you know makes a kind of a mockery of the course and then of course he wasn't there then he wasn't there and everybody else has to pay the price it adam scott didn't carry a driver all week well i think he did I think he did this weekend, but he carried a two wood because uh, his driver's gotten him in trouble. He seemed to be the one that had the least amount of trouble because one of the worst things that you could do on that hole that you're talking about is go through the fairway 
into the thick grass and have to chop it out in order to try to get a, a decent layup. Is it six? I think it's six, something like that. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Uh, over the water. So, yeah, Bryson probably ruined it for everybody. Typical Bryson, ruined it for everybody. Uh, Kyle's X. It's a long list of things he's ruined for everybody. Yeah, exactly. So, high scores that continue today. Uh, Nate, I want to talk to you. We were talking about different scenarios, and I, uh, I sent you a link, and I was uh, I watched it yesterday, so then I just had to Google it and see what the story was on it. Uh, and it turns out that a couple of players stuck their nose where they probably shouldn't have stuck it. Um, mm-hmm. and the title of the article is Tough Situation Rules Debate at Bay Hill Includes a Pro 100 Yards Away from the Incident Helping Make the Call. And I got to wonder how I'm feeling like this if I'm one of the players. Bo Hostler hits his ball in the water. Everybody playing knows with? Uh, playing with our good friend Billy Horschel, who exploded down the end and just blew up. Uh, he actually had a decent back nine. Uh, it was that the tail end of the front nine that he had uh, like double bogey, bogey, and then bogey 10. And then he finally yeah, settled six down. through 10 was a uh, was misery. Um, so Hostler and playing partner Billy Horschel, they believe his shot from 166 yards away had crossed over the red line, meaning those of you that are golfers, you get to drop at the point of entry. So it, since it crossed, he gets to go up there and he gets to drop right there. Uh, however, very close to the green, 15, yeah. 20 yards away. Yeah. I mean, it would have been a chip shot from there. He could have tried to go up and down for bogey. So it would have been, uh, no big deal. So it was, uh, it was the rule 17 one D if he'd crossed the red line near the green, he'd have been able to drop in that area, blah, blah, blah. However, it didn't identify who the player was playing ahead of Hostler and Horschel, Martin Laird and Paul Casey. And the group and, ahead. Yep. And apparently they told an official without solicitation. The official didn't say, hey, did anybody see where this ball went in? They volunteered this information. They said, nope, it never crossed the line, which would have basically had him, instead of hitting a 166-yard shot in, hitting a 150-yard shot in because it the water was right in front of him when he hit it. So right. it would have crossed the water almost as soon as he hit it. Yeah, so he was going to have to just maybe move up a few yards. Um which I mean, still is not that ba- not that hard of a shot for a pro, but still, th- that's a huge difference between a chip up by the green and being one forty out. I think that's what they said he probably would be. Um, so they, what's your take on that? I mean, even Paul Azinger had no idea. Paul Azinger said he was like bum puzzled, and we've known Paul to get his mouth in trouble numerous times, and all he said was, "That's a tough situation." Uh, a guy making that kind of call from a whole other hole away because they were they had put it out they had teed off and they were walking down the next hole so i guess it, and i and i've never been out there so i'd love to see the setup and what view they had but at some point they teed off and they see hostler hit his shot into the water and then i guess they at the point where he walks all the way up to the green is when they're like wait a second he's not supposed to you know one of them whoever it is you know, he's not supposed to be up there and then I guess my next question, is, which might be unanswerable, is who, how, do they, what say do they have? Like, what are they? I mean, we've had rules contentions within a group where the group disagrees. Uh, you know, we had the issue with Rom, I think, at the Ryder Cup, and, mm-hmm. you know, caddies get involved and everything. I, I guess the rules official has the final say, but, like, at what point do these guys get involved? Because Horschel, in the article that we read, Horschel is adamant that Hustler is following the rules correctly by dropping yes. up by the green. And his, his own playing partner is is just 
sticking up for him in a way that I never thought Billy Horschel would stick up for anybody. So I, I'm just curious as to, and what do they do? Do they just start yelling? Do they do they talk to their rules official and tell them to radio to the rules official back there? See, that's what you I know, thought our, happened. You know, they, what, what's did, did, did one of them just make a double bogey and was pissed off? I my 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 I'm like you. I went down the road of okay. How do we not know who asked this? Because if he yelled it, we know who the hell yelled it. I mean, there's not but two mm-hmm. guys walking down, so you know which one's going to be the one yelling it. Did they have their caddy say something? Did as you just said, did they have the official that walks with them say, hey, just so you know, that ball didn't cross the red line. Like, I don't understand what would make you volunteer that information. Like, I'm I would, just so I would, curious about the angle. Like, what what do you have that's so much better than – Like, I wouldn't do that. These guys. We play back-to-back groups whenever I've been at AU club. Like, you guys would be in front of us or behind us. Right. And it's just kind of amongst the group. You're kind of playing by the rules amongst the group. Like, if the other They also have the a rules official with them. Yeah, and they got a rules official with them. So, I don't understand, like, what even solicited them to do that. Like, what what makes you go, you know what, I don't like that guy so much. I'm going to tell him that ball did not. And you got to be for certain because Billy Horschel was damn sure for certain that it crossed and then bounced back in. So, then it just becomes right. a he said versus he said type deal. And I guess – and, and the way this is working is, is I don't know, um, the water's on the left. So, I mean, Hostler can hit a ball that starts at the hole and slowly draws into the water and never hits the ground. But as long as it crossed, it's where it crosses. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, you know, if it, as, long as, it, as long as it got over some sort of ground up there by the green, as long as it in the air, it, it got over that ground and then whatever drew, fade, whatever, into the water. So, I just don't understand what angle these guys had. And I just because oh, the tee box, my mind's okay. blown. For for easy reference for those of us watching on, or for those of you watching on YouTube, easy reference is the green is. Let's just pretend the green is straight ahead in front of the camera. Then the tee box because I did they did show this the tee box and the fairway are over here on the opposite side of the water. Water here, tee box and green and fairway over here. So after they tee off, they're walking the entire opposite direction from the way Hostler and so they're walking away from what just happened. And yet they still say that they're certain that it didn't cross. And I'm like you, I'm like, all it's got to do is cross over some portion of land. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have to hit and suck back in the water. Mm-hmm. It, do, right. it doesn't have to bounce forward and then go in the water. Like that's what counts at doing it. Like it's just got to go over. He literally could have thrown it out over the green and it turned over there and he would have dropped up there beyond the red line up there by the green. Like that's how the rule works. Right. And so I'm like you, like what makes you one, it's none of your business. Number two, what makes you think that you had the best angle in the world to look at? Like, that's just something you just go, I don't know, man. Like even if your rules official unsolicited says something like just rules official, I don't know if that cross, like just keep your mouth shut. Don't even go, you know, it probably didn't, or I don't think it did. Or just, just, just play the whole, Oh, I don't know. Who knows? It's that's why golf is a game of self-imposed penalties. And if you're not willing to self-impose a penalty, that's the reason you have a rules official walking with you. And your playing partner. And your playing Billy partner. Horschel has as much in invested in this as Martin Laird and yeah. Paul Casey. He's playing against them too. I mean, it's yeah. the this the field. Yeah. So, so it just was a it was it was a weird do it was a weird situation uh that led to more weird things like 
down the way. I mean, I told you nobody wanted to win the dang tournament. People are bogeying. I mean, what a blow up it was. Gary Woodland. Oh my gosh. Woodland, mm. Woodland, uh, number one on 17, he hits it in the bunker. His sand shot, he got the yips on a sand shot. He went back about a foot and a half and came forward about a foot and a half and then left it in the bunker. He ends up doubling. Then he ends up bogeying. So he just shoots himself right out. He has the lead going into 17. And then he's three. Has not won since the U.S. Open. Nope. That's a, that's a, that's a heck of a stack stat. Uh, he won the, the U.S. Open in 2017, 17, 18. Did he get in his head? I mean, three wins a major championship and then goes stone cold for three, four years. I mean, did he get in his head? Did he did he did he walk? Did he get on the tee at seventeen and he go, "Oh crap, I'm in the lead." I mean, I just as tough as it was playing, but he and then he missed a six foot uh, bogey putt after he left in the bumper too. I mean, it, no, it just it went, was a little it just went all the. It was probably a ten or twelve footer. He had a little too much. It never touched the hole though. I mean, he blew it right by it. He blew it by six feet. Then he had to have start, come. Then he had to have a come. He had to hit that for a comeback or for his double. Start thinking about the fact that you're a major champion and you may finally have a chance to, because he's getting close to running out of his uh, exemptions. I don't know where he's at on the, you know, FedEx Cup stuff. But I mean, he's going to have five years on most of those tournaments, and then he ain't going to be no auto qualifier on the majors. I found that out this weekend. Ricky's not playing next week at the uh, Players. He didn't 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 qualify, even though he won the Players. His exemption status is up, so he will not be. That's what they said over the broadcast this weekend. Five years, I think so. He won it in seventeen, sixteen. He won it in sixteen. I guess he had to win it in sixteen or fifteen because they said he would not be in the field next week. I I know someone who is going to be in the field next week, but we're going to get to him in just a second. We're going to wrap up this. uh, The go ahead, Scheffler, tough as nails. Love you want that to talk guy. about it? Fourteen on the stamp. He had like a seventy-five footer on eighteen. And he almost almost hold it. How about Teddy is two and zero oh with Scheffler? Yeah, you gotta love that. Scheffler's been in, on in three tournaments. He's won two of the three. The one in the middle, Teddy was not on the bag for him. So Teddy was on the bag the one he won, and then he was on the one today. You gotta love that for if, Teddy after putting up all those years with Bubba too. By the way, gotta feel good if you're Teddy. Your guy wins next week, whatever, wins again when you come back. Yeah. Who, <laughs> oh, Bubba, by the way, won pip money. We'll we'll let Kyle come back and we'll go over that pip list. Yeah, we'll go Kyle over that. Back. We'll go over the cheap. Bubba pip Watson list. winning 10th. I know that everybody on social media thinks he's funny or whatever, but Bubba Watson sucks. He, he did it. You're welcome. Whatever. Uh, uh, you're welcome. Ah! <laughs> you know who is going to be playing? Uh, no. we, do we, are we supposed to do an ad read? Uh, oh shoot! Bet Online AG. This episode is presented by Bet Online. That's the one we got to do. Yeah. Bet Online. Go there. Bet money. Place bets on anything and everything. If you don't like placing bets or there's no sports on, slide over to the casino. You'll see Ben there probably. And Andrew Cozan. Andrew Cozan and Ben will be hanging out playing Black Shap, ripping Caribbean stud. <laughs> Check it out. Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay, wow, we just real slipped up on that one. Yeah, Oops, we did. That's all right. But online, where the game starts. Ricky Fowler may not be playing in the players next week, but Ryan Brim, who won the Puerto Rico Open down in Puerto Rico, 
which I still not quite sure how this there's an opposite field event. I guess because Arnold Palmer is a invitational event. It's a yeah. you could consider it like a world golf championship type of event. So they've got the opposite field. And if you look at the field for that thing, I mean it's a KFT event. And Ryan Brim had a uh one tournament extension this year because he had to miss the Zurich Classic last year because of COVID nineteen. And I don't and I'm I'm totally speculating, but I'm assuming he gets to pick. Or maybe they give him a few tournaments that he gets to play in. And if I'm him, he's got to get a second place or higher finish. He's got to get second or first. So if I'm him, I guess you're just going to try and pick the weakest field that you can find. You definitely got to go right? for the weekend that is like the the double tournament, like we were talking about. Like they have moved the Barbasol, but like we mentioned it on the last on the uh, on the last pod where we said the Barbasol used to be the exact same weekend as the British Open. British Open, right? Like that. That's the type of tournament you got to pick. You got you got to pick the tournament to play in that all the big names are playing in the in the Open Championship or the British Elsewhere, Open. right? Yeah, or you got to play this weekend where all the big names are going to be playing in Arnie's tournament, and so you can try to it, at least. I know you got to have a, a one or a two finish, but at least get like a top ten where you get a little bit of money in your pocket before you it's go some back. Cash, to right, yeah. right. Well, he uh, had a three-stroke lead going in today, shot a bogey-free 67, just ice-cold, one wow. by six strokes. Wow. And get this, get this, Ben. First husband-wife combo. Wife is on the back. First husband-wife combo since the 2013 Wyndham Championship. And would you like to take a guess at who the last husband-wife combo was to win a tournament at the 2013 Wyndham Championship? I have no earthly idea whatsoever. None other than Fat Prick Reed. She caddied for him that week? She caddied for him in the 2013 Wyndham when he won. That was the last time a PGA Tour event where there was a wife as a caddy, husband as the winner. And I don't, I'm assuming – I am hope she caddies for him next week at the players. I mean, you got to think that the mojo is pretty good for them, right? That's what that kid's doing that's on the Corn Ferry that won that event down in the Bahamas that uh, he's got his girlfriend, the Instagram model, that's caddying for him all this year. Yeah, and they had been dating for all of like twelve hours when he won that tournament. <laughs> I look back on down there. It or was more. No, it was more than that. She, she was, a, she was a late addition. I, I thought that, and so I read on it, and apparently they've been dating like six months. So it, there was a little bit of a relationship. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Mr. Brem had the one tournament exemption, had to finish second or better. Uh, got a six hundred sixty-six thousand dollar payday, which almost doubled his career earnings. On the PGA Tour, it was the 68th PGA Tour start. He will get a two-year exemption. Uh, he does no longer have to play on the Corn Ferry Tour. He was ranked 775th going into this week. He jumped all the way to 282, so jumped almost 500 spots. What? And he's now 55th in the Fetish Cup points. I did look through his World Golf rankings. He has been ranked as high as 1100th in the past. <laughs> wow. But um, Cinderella I I story. I knew I didn't recognize him because they kept cutting away from um, Arnie's tournament and going to it. And I guess it was because of him being the lead story. And yes, so they kept showing his shots. And even when he was in just the trash, he was throwing it up there pin high from like behind trees out of the water. Like he just, it was his tournament to like, like it was his day. Yeah, ice in his veins. And guess who finished right there in second or third place? Tommy Ganey, who has come all the way back from – Yeah, Tommy Two Gloves, who got uh, pinched on a prostitution sting. 
back in the day. I don't know if you remember oh, that. That's right. He big yes. break prostitution sting. And I guess he did a little bit of uh maybe just in time. I mean, the good news that about golf pod prison. Well, <laughs> no, it sounds like he did like some real prison. I think real prison time. He really did need the Tommy two gloves at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle has been holding on with permanent, and there it is. <laughs> Tommy Two Gloves. What are you gonna be like? You show up in prison, and be like, "Hey, bud, what's your name?" Tommy Two Gloves. Okay, we're gonna fit right in. <laughs> need you right over here, bub. Hey, we need you on cell block four. Send Tommy. Oh, Make sure he's got both gloves on. Uh, he's never gonna let us do this again. Hey, look, it's his own fault for what we're doing. Yeah. Do you, do you want to – we can. I was going to say we should at least address the, the Kyle scenario with uh, going back to Would You Rather Wednesday with him. Actually, you know what? We get to do whatever the hell we want to, Ben. So while Kyle's not here to defend himself, let's talk about this for just a moment because it's been a big discussion across the board as far as Kyle saying it would be easy for him to break 90 from the members' tees because it's 6,300 yards. And we had a big, long discussion about it on Saturday through the group text. And he said, and Kyle, his words exactly, I believe, were something along the lines of there is no levels to nerves. There's no, yeah, there's no levels nervousness to nervousness. Or not nervousness. That's wrong. That is so, that, that, that is, it goes against what every uh, sociologist, psychologist has ever said in the history of sociology and psychology. I just told you he's a sociopath. If he feels that way, if he only has a little bit of nerves at all times and they don't have different levels, He's a sociopath. We will bring this up again while he is here to defend himself. But yeah. while he's not here, while he's vulnerable, while he's on vacation with his family, because Kyle's a big family man. Uh, in Chatta Vegas. Kyle, you're, Chatta, Chatta you're, Vegas. Saying, you're speaking silly, Chatta Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> you're speaking silly, Kyle. Okay. Yeah. But then uh, Grace and Huff and Andrew Cozambo told him he could probably do it. and No. So. No, Huff did not say that. Huff apparently Huff came back and told him later. Like well, I think that was to shut Kyle him up. Birdie at I think that was Club. to shut him up because uh, I was I was DMing with Grayson because I said, "All right, I need to hear the story." Because I knew Kyle would play with him. I was like, "I'm not doing that. The hell with that. I want to find out what was said." Mm-hmm. And so right. I, 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 from the I DM'd him and asked him, and, and literally, I'm not going to pull it up, but let's just say that in a very nice way, it was no chance. Just what came out of his mouth. No chance. And even when Andrew, when we put, when we proposed it to him on Friendship Friday, like Andrew even said, we did this after the pod, so we should have kept recording. But the initial response of Andrew was like, there's no way. And then he at least settled on maybe once out of four times. But then Kyle was like, he took that as a win. And I was like, man, that's still three out of four times. You you're not breaking chance. 90. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, look, we I've said I'm, I I don't think that it's like totally out of the question that like there's just, you know, no chance in a way that maybe they're like he, there's no chance you can break 90 from the tips. Right. right. Like that's just a that's just yeah. out of the realm of possibility. I think him breaking 90 is in the realm of possibility. But think about a course that you've never played before. There's just a lot of things that he refuses to acknowledge. Yeah. And I feel a little bit bad for just ripping him when he's not here right now. I don't. But. <laughs> You wouldn't this think is, that I had any more. This is in this nothing right that we have not said to his face already. That's true, and he, and he still denies it. And what 
it makes me eternally angry about this situation is that we will never ever be able to uh, most likely never be able to um to test it no because even if we test it because throw out the membership thing like that's what i told him i said let's just say the three of us get an invite to go play at augusta and we go play but the bet is with him only because you and i have said that we wouldn't do it but him only here's the deal kyle you got to break 90 today or you never get to come back to augusta national ever again for any purpose whatsoever. For any, not for practice rounds, not when your company says, hey, we need you to go up there and hobnob with some clients. Nope, you don't get to go. You have to bow out. You have to say, no, I can't because I was stupid and I made a bet that I would break 90. Banned for life. Yep. I just, that's, that to me, Andrew said it during the the time after we stopped recording. He said, you could pipe it down the middle on the first hole, and if you miss the green, you could walk away double right off the bat mm-hmm. from just missing the green, from driving it out there 300 yards, putting it up there close, and having a wedge in, and the green is so small and so undulating that you either you either fly it over it or you miss it to the right or the left, or you catch the front and you spin it back off and on the false front. You don't know where to miss. No. You – I mean, I'll agree that it's open and that he's going to – he will – a lot of the snowball, the doubles that he makes out at a place like AU Club, uh, he'll find those balls. But those are those are still bogey and double potentials. I mean, yeah, th- Even, those guys struggle so much to get up and down out there, yeah. so much. And once you get around the re- green, the distance doesn't matter. No. From 12 yards, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how long the hole was. I'm, gotta, I'm getting worked up. I'm literally worked up. And Kyle's not even here. Kyle is literally in a different state I know. for me right now, and I'm worked up. So we'll just how, move on. How much before he, like, watches it late tonight whenever we send it to him? Yeah, I'm yeah. just going to, like, when he's like, all right, I'm about to watch it. And then, what, we're about, we're roughly 35 minutes in, and I'm just will come. Yeah, FaceTime will come. <laughs> call will come. I'm just going to silence my phone. That way I don't have to put up with it. Uh, let's see. Did we get it all? We got Swannies.co. I got a new hat coming. They got new lids in, hey. by the way. Uh, so I got Swannies.co. We got, we're part of the Believe uh, family of networks. Uh, so uh, you can you can check us out there. Uh, you can find us on the Twitter and the Insta and all that stuff. Uh, Dad by Golf Pod. Um, the YouTube, of course. Those of you that are watching, what am I missing? Do we get? I don't. I don't want to even try to do the Nord VPN. Uh, we haven't done that in a while, but I mean, if we're still in it, then um, uh, not recommended to do it this way. But mainlining Athletic Greens has yes. been considered the most efficient way to receive your seventy-five multivitamins. I don't know anybody who needs seventy-five, but hey, just cover your bases. <laughs> and you get your uh, what are they called? Athletic Greens? No, multi multivitamins. No, the word uh, we kept adaptogens. Adaptogens. Honestly. Although we Whether there's 75 multivitamins or not, the adoptogens is really the core, the center that they built Athletic Greens around. You haven't been adopted till you've been adoptogened by Athletic Greens. So be sure to get on there and do Athletic Greens. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, oh, me and Ben both work in a world where we <laughs> produce real commercials. I have produced a commercial in conjunction with Ben, both of us in our professional setting. You would never know it by our ad reads, 
but Ben does this more for a living than I did. Listen, he didn't send us anything. So we're just going no. off of the times that you and I are completely jokes screwing around make. while he's doing it. And we were really screen. listening. Yeah. Uh, check out NordVPN, yeah. the best VPN ever. <laughs> Kyle, we love you. We do I love Kyle. Kyle, we, we miss Kyle. you. We miss you. We love you. Have fun with your family on vacation. Uh, you'll be back with Would You Rather Wednesday, not before we get a bunch of scathing texts leading up to it. He may be so <laughs> upset. He may be so upset with us by Tuesday night when he gets back. He may not even talk to us till Wednesday. I don't it, know. He may just like never give us a time, and all of a sudden Wednesday morning we're just listening to it. So we're just listening to him. <laughs> he does a rebuttal pod. <laughs> he just spends an hour going through each hole at Augusta and saying how long it is and how he would play yes. it and how he would shoot 82. It's like when they get done doing the presidential debate or whatever, and they go to the rebuttal or they, they, they just go to the, the state of the union. They just go straight to the rebuttal and they get the person does the rebuttal. That's going to be Kyle doing the show by himself. Or would you rather Wednesday? Would you rather have been in Nate or would you have Kyle? Here's my story. <laughs> oh man. That's it for us. we got to get out of here. Dad, by golf pot. Always broken. <laughs> You've been listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod, always stroking. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.